National Association for the Visual Arts is the peak body protecting and promoting the professional interests of the Australian visual arts. Nava in Conversation is a series exploring the issues and challenges of working in the sector. We speak with artists, curators and administrators to gain insight into the experiences of contemporary practice and seek to propose ideas for change, progress and resilience in both local and global contexts. Photographic um, illustrator, creative illustrator, yeah, and um, he's been working with us at the community, but um, also, so it's not only Davenport, it's Port Augusta. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been going on for, started in 2000, uh, I first um, came up with the concept bed in 2015, um, but it ran in August 2016. And we had an exhibition that um, in early this year, Great. in April, called Limitless. So it ran over it ran over two years, but um, all up we probably would have had over forty people participate um, from community, and it was targeted at the um, Aboriginal community. Um, but we saw it as an opportunity if we got a um, a renowned, award-winning um, photographer in our midst. Why not grab him? Um, so that's been a part of the journey and I'm, I'm really, I do art, um, so I do like a lot of um, painting, but I've always, um, when I'm ca uh, travelling in my own yaka, which is, um, when I say yaka, that's country for Ajumatna, um, people of the Flinders Rangers. So when I'm travelling through my grandfather's country, I'm always looking at the landscape and, you know, I've heard my father and my grand, I've heard my father speak of the country, and I always say, I wonder what the Euras do, and that's how we say Euras is Aboriginal, or what Arnhemal think. You know, where, what was they doing around here? Because our landscape is our storybook. 
So um, I wanted to do something and create a create um, using a different medium, and I saw photography, um, and I wanted to um, tell a story like that. So not through um, painting, but through um, photography. Mm. So looking at it in a different way and. I could tell the story, but it also took me back to a place of importance. So, you know, we think of mining companies. Mining companies can come in and they say, oh, we'll take away that hill. Oh, we'll take away that tree. But that's part of our story. You take away that, the story's no more. Yeah. You can't tell your young, you can't tell your grandkids or that. You can't tell them nothing because um, that tree is taken or that hill has been changed. So it, it's really important that I see now we capture that um, and then we, the story goes on. It's always there, yep. but it's something that I feel inside and, and um, I'm always asking, my, um, my grandmother was born at a place called Blood's Creek, which is the other side of Udendada there. Um, she was part of the Stolen Generations um, and uh, she she was moved down here and she met my grandfather. My grandfather, um, yeah, he's from the Flinders. So it's, I've got a lot of connection um, through through uh, um, the other side of Udendara, but also to Bulleru because that's where her grandmother, um, my great-grandmother come from. Um, but... Uh, you know, when I go through my mother's side, they are Wangamuru people from the Simpson Desert. So I've got a bit of a really interesting background yeah. um, of where I come from. But art, I just want to try a different, like I said, different medium. And I think that taking it through to um, other people in the community, giving them a chance, mm -hmm. is something that has really worked. Yeah. And, and I think that Aboriginal people taking photos um, and being in control of the camera <coughs> rather than someone else trying to take it for us. Yeah. Because I had a connection the other day. I was looking at my auntie and I said the story yesterday. Oh, so if you would share this story. Yeah, but I was looking through the camera and because I'm really close like that and I'm looking, her eyes and my eyes connected and I sort of nearly dropped the camera because <laughs> she looking straight at me um, and it really was just this one-on-one -on -one, but I could see like right through um, and she asked me, she said, hey, how am I supposed to, what do you want me to do, pose or do this? And I said, nah, just look at me. And I said, just be you. But because I knew her and we've got a relationship, she's my auntie, she just, she just let everything go and she just looked at me. And I saw a lot of things, like, it shocked me. Yeah. Um, and I never realised that's what, you had that really intimate relationship with a person, yeah. like, through the lens. Um, but I've been lucky, I suppose, um, that, that I've, um, since then, I've um, done another exhibition, at, and it was um, um, down at Red Poles in McLaren Vale. Um, and put that up and that journey there I had to do six images and because I was brought up at Amiwara Mission uh, at here, which is a children's home which over 400 
children went through. Um, it sort of... Um, one of my pieces was about Ami Warra and it was about my mother and father getting together and how they come about... Um, um, and it showed the church and a little girl running up to the church. But then I rem it, the, the second one I did was my of my grandfather and he used to walk up to the mission, to the, uh, to the uh, children's home and he'd visit every, it'd be every week or when he'd get his pay and he'd bring cool drink, chips and lolly from the shop and he'd come out and he'd sit down with me and my other sister. We was only about six or seven and he would say, he would say to us, you know, and me being the older one at that time, he was saying, you look over there, and he was looking at the hills, and we call the hills Bambara, that's the hills. In our Ngarala language, the hills over there, he said, that's your home, you come from over there. He said, this place, you visit her, but you come from over there, you'll go back there one day. And as a little kid, I remember, saying that well, I want to go there yeah. and I just needed to travel there and I know every time I go back on country I'm home mm -hmm. it's something that's really deep inside mm -hmm. I just think that you know with the with the photographic um, you know mentoring um, with, with in terms of photos um, it's a new form and I think that Aboriginal people have been portrayed poorly um, you know, most of the photos I've seen early Australians about people getting me um, measured, how, you know, how wide their head is or the length, and it's poor black and white images. Mm. But with Aboriginal people being in control of the camera, you see a lot different. Mm. And I think it's a, it's a beautiful medium to use that captures a story um, from long ago using a modern tool. Yeah. You won the 2018 NAIDOC uh, Lifetime Achievement Award in Port Augusta. Can you tell me about, um, about winning that and what that meant to you and, and It was quite a shock um, and, you know, you work in community never looking for any recognition, you just go about your work and I think that for me it was, um, you know, I really appreciated the acknowledgement um, uh, for the work that I do in community um, and, you know, I do a lot of the volunteering um, things around community, um, which we seen last night with the... Um, uh, the Aboriginal Sports Fund, you know, doing the catering and, you know, we're just a group of volunteers that get together and um, we try and um, win over some of the, um, uh, you know, when people are doing catering or things like that, we want to run it and then the money goes back into this fund and then we help young people participate in sport or... Or, or to go um, to do things that they want to be able to do that it's not necessarily funded. Yeah. So we support the parents to go and support their children. Yeah. Um, 
in going to various state or national um, events, but also local. Um, but, you know, that, that's just one of the things, but, you know, I run the, with, with the community um, of Davenport, which is just outside of Port Augusta, this Aboriginal community. So um, we run the NAIDOC events this year. So we hosted 18 events for the community of Port Augusta um, over five days, and it was the largest NAIDOC, I believe, event right around the nation for one town. Wow. Hmm. So, and that, that consisted of a culture day, um, and we're blessed in Port Augusta to have over 40 Aboriginal cultural groups, um, like you said earlier in the introduction. But um, then we, you know, I think it's about putting yourself out there, hearing people. One of the things I've learned in my journey is to listen and sometimes just be quiet, let other people talk. And then you find out there's a lot of people that have so much to, to give, and, but they don't know how to put that into action. And it's people like, um, you know, like me in, in positions where you can put those into action for people and you bring them on the journey. Yeah. So it's still things belong to them. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the ways I've been operating all my life. That's yeah. Really great. Thank you. A lot of people do welcome to countries and they do a minute um, silence in respect of our loved ones that passed away. And I was thinking, um, how could I do something different uh, for the delegates coming to the symposium? And um, I wanted the, the delegates to be able to see Port Augusta as it once was, the way I look at the landscape when I'm travelling through country. And, you know, Portugasta was covered with what they call the native pine, and in my language we call it vimba. And there's places around South Australia that's called kimba and pimba, mm -hmm. but, you know, that's it, vimba. So, um, yeah, just to... With Port Augusta being the meeting place for Aboriginal people and the trading where, you know, people came in with ochres and um, wood and different things from their, their areas and bringing it to Port Augusta and trading, I wanted people to get a sense of what that would have been because we're all meeting here mm. and we're all coming with our stories. So once you close your eyes, then you take a minute to just really think about it. You can actually hear people talking of the first language that was spoken. You'll hear the noises. You'll smell the smoke of the fire. And just to take that and see the land in its form how beautiful that is. And I think we all got a sense of that yesterday. Yeah. And I wanted the people to share what, um, or, or um, have a little piece of what I see. Yeah. And when I'm traveling through country, just, you know, for anyone who's traveling around in Australia, anywhere you go, yeah. when you pull up in the country along that road, Take a moment to reflect. Mm. But even in the city, right? Yeah, you can close like, off all the noise. Yeah, yeah. 
And imagine. And imagine what it was. Just imagine. Yeah. That. Yeah. It'll take you. Mm. So you can silence out the busy street, you know, the traffic. Yeah. Quieten it all down. And it's actually peaceful. The birds, the sounds. Yeah. Yeah. It's the oldest art centre. It started in 1948. Wow. And it used to be a rock room when the missionaries were there. But now, it's when co art started and it's Annabelle Arts. But before, women only working in art centre. Not art centre, but craft room. But now, when court started, we asked men to come in mm -hmm. and started to work in art center. And now, court even, now it's men and women and young people working in art center. But unblots, it was started. I think it started in the creek. <laughs> no, no building, Bolivia, in a creek. And they started making, like, used to be a ship. And they started spinning, spinning the wall to make rocks and blow rocks. Sometimes they paint cards, you know. Campus, we are not campus, only cards, Christmas card. And that's, that's what's happening before, you know. But now, we're doing lots of things now in the art center, like painting on campus and ceramics. But before it was weaving, rollouts, all those things were happening before, but now. Batiks, batik used to be, they were working in batik, batik. and some, I used to go to the art center when I was a school girl, you know, school, from school, school holidays. We always go to the rock room to learn with our old ladies like my mother and my mothers and all those old ladies. We learn from them. Working making blue rocks, campus, not campus, blue rocks, paintings, weaving. We did all those things. I'm a chair of Ninoku and also of Kuat. And I like doing a painting 
the arts center. Could I talk to the government that we need a building? And as I mentioned yesterday, it was talking about the building is made of mud and it's falling apart. <coughs> and they done around the floor. And that's happy. That's all right. <laughs> um, I like to talk about my background um, before I didn't know nothing about painting. I've been working anyway as a stock. When I was young, I went to went away from my community and worked at that modern station. It is about this way, near Odendana. And I've learned all this mastering business and fencing, all that. Went back home and worked Ran a community building up, all the pipes, you know, building houses, all that. And making a shade, shelter for old people, sit down to want to work. You, you made the shed? Now we, all the animals, we made, we cut the tree, bring all the timbers in and, you know, yep. put it up, build a shade for all people. That must be our uh, 20. Mm. And I've done every work around the community. Before community and now it's community. Mm -hmm. And I started uh, painting that 2026, which is like yesterday. <laughs> mm. I learned that enough doing a painting. Showing all the young fellas, my grandson, my son, daughter, and that's how it goes. When Mrs. Carroll was saying about that building, Annabella building, we used to go to school on that building. Spread out, looking for a job, coming back, making friends and raising family. Mm -hmm. <laughs>
And now it's a lot of things happening in Nenoko. There's more young girls and more young ones coming in, stretching at campus, working, some working on making lunch like this for all people. Cutting out bush, cutting all the spinnerbig, which they call champi, making basket, all that. And who knows, they got them, they get them for make little lizards and all that. Spear, making spear. I've learned my grandson to make spear with everybody to, to do, you know, going out in the bush and showing the young ones to see the country and also the rock hall. The old people have been living on that time. What's that? What's that? Yeah. I used to do a printy painting from my father. And he's there. I've done that painting. And he's <clears throat> there. One day you might see him on a screen. Yeah, he's, you know, Passing under knowledge, passing the knowledge to the young people to, you know, go ahead and show their kids and it's like going step by step, learning our young ones to keep the culture. And that's everywhere, young, old people going for help. A young people future so they can carry on. I long young him. I David Melania. I Kalgalamu Ninuku Aras Narabalan and Abanya Yangu Bala Kungarakulu Nendel Bay. Tana Wakar and Yoga Tana Balal Bewura. Kilbi Kau juga kanan kari bayi yang bela cerita kolor aku, kolor apa yang aku, kapal jangan kolor apa yang bayi. Muka dengan orang nak kunci orang kau mula kari kembali ni jangan ya, mula campus pulangnya bayar ni. Muranya orang awalnya, awalnya, anak itu nak kunci kari kalau bela bayar ni campus pulangnya cerita, mula. Anak begini juga dengan ini ni yang mau pelajar. 
Michael Tamong Iron Nedding, Arajalati, Kapalo Colored by Michael Jamong, I called by Wankana, in a baron in the room by. Well, one way kill on another lavagari. So Marie Coo Arts was formed by a group of women in the APY lands in 1998. Uh, it is the only Aboriginal support agency that works with both art centres and artists working outside the art centre model. Can you explain? about what Coo Arts is and does? Yeah, sure. So as Alison um, was saying before, Coo Arts started in the APY lands and it was a group of women that got together and they recognised that their, art, their craft centres or their craft rooms that were there just starting out, that there was such potential in those and that they were becoming really important um, hubs of the community. So the women banded together, they lobbied government, they travelled to Canberra, they travelled through other communities and they worked to establish um, art centres in seven, seven in total in the APY lands. Um, from that history, and I guess going back to what Milika Allison was just saying about how Ernabella, the oldest art centre in Australia, started 70 years ago in a creek. Mm. You know, this is one of the first Aries in Australia, to so put it into kind of whitefella terms. Yeah. And um, these are the oldest and most successful Aries in the country that aren't really, you know, considered like that. They're all Aboriginal owned and operated. Yeah. Um, so starting in, in circumstances like that, in these very sort of um, under-resourced, there's no infrastructure, um, but it's about artists getting together and, um, and creating something really special. So Kuart started 20 years ago, as you, as you said. Um, and about 12 years ago, the artists in the APY lands recognised, you know, were seeing all this incredible stuff happen through their... Um, community art centres and we started they started looking outwards and through that as Alison was saying traveling around to other communities um, throughout regional South Australia and talking to artists about what they needed and from that the SICAD program the statewide indigenous community arts development program was formed um, so that's a program that we're funded by through Art South Australia and it's really to provide support services, creative workshops, professional development workshops to artists um, living outside of the APY region, recognising that typically in those regions there's, there's not an Aboriginal owned and operated art centre where they can access materials and support with their career. Um, so that's really where SICAD started um, and so we do work in the two models, art centre support through the art centre model and then SICAD and I guess that's what brings us here today as well. Um, I came on board with Koo at the beginning of last year and just trying to work out well who are the artists and how am I connecting with communities in this new space and recognising that there was still particularly for artists working independently they weren't accessing mainstream, if we so call it, opportunities and organisations like NAVA that are working on a national level. Yeah. Um, so we're really here to be a conduit to that and to, to find out how we can better be supporting um, artists working in regions. So great. And you, you listed off a bunch of places where people have come from to be here today. Can you share that very yeah, lovely? Yeah, sure. So we do have artists here from the APY, our fantastic chair and Anamu Mayacha and a few others 
that have come um, along for the day. We've got artists from Kubapiti, from Udna Dada, um, from Sejuna, Yalada, Kunaba, um, I think Port Lincoln um, and the local Port Augusta community as well. I've probably forgotten a, a whole number of, um, of, art, of locations there, but it's just been so fantastic. And we, we have actually received funding support from Tanandi Festival, which is um, supported by BHP and it's the Art Gallery of South Australia's annual um, Festival for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Contemporary Art. Um, so they've supported the artist travel, and which is why we've been able to bring so many people together here today. Also the Australia Council for the Arts have supported this event. Um, Lydia Miller is about to do her consultation around Nyaka, the formation of a national Indigenous cultural authority, um, which is going to be a really exciting conversation this yes. afternoon if yesterday's um, workshops and sessions were anything to go by. There was a lot of really robust dialogue that has just started and people are really, really talking and really thinking. So this afternoon's going to be really interesting. So Mr Miller and Marie, you both uh, came to NAVA's Future Forward event in Canberra where we launched our strategic plan and focus on a major revision of the code of practice over the next few years. Mm. What do you think should be changed or added um, to the code of practice that would be of benefit to art centres and artists, um, First Nations artists obviously mm. around the country? Well, this is sort of um, very much an extension of what was discussed this afternoon in the consultation around NIACA and the forming of that um, overarching cultural authority on a national level. And, you know, I can speak for the conversation that arose in that room and, and, and at the heart of it was culture first, you know, respecting and protecting culture. And that is really the highest thing on the agenda for our artists and for our art centres. Um, and also putting Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander people in, in positions where they can be making influence at a, at a government level and at a policy level. You know, there shouldn't be um, funding agencies that are making big decisions about Aboriginal organisations, Aboriginal communities, without Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people there making those decisions and guiding those outcomes. So really they're the two key yep. big things. Yep. Yeah. On top of actually establishing those guidelines, it's around the way that those guidelines are also communicated and the way that they can be made accessible to, um, you know, to artists from right across different language groups. And I think that that's a key thing that we're coming across as well, particularly working in our PSYCAD program space where we're working with independent artists who don't have the support of an art centre, um, guiding them through all this really tricky stuff. Uh, that they need to, to progress their careers and you know it is that that way of communicating which is so vital so making it relevant and accessible is one of the key things. Thank you so much for your time. It's an absolute pleasure thank you so much for being here in Port Augusta with us. Yay! <laughs> Head to our website visualarts.net.au for more information on NAVA's advocacy and campaigns for improving the working environment for Australian artists and arts organisations.